0: Welcome to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have The Amazing Outsiders. This was episode three. It was called... Banishment. Banishment. And this was... What's his name? Dave Rodriguez?
1: Dave or David Rodriguez. Yeah.
0: I know we don't just discuss most directors, but after tonight's interview with Rosemary Rosemary Rodriguez, directors have suddenly become important to me.
1: Uh, All over again. And you really need to check it out because there are some huge bombshells. In this interview that we had with her, and it's just a great treat.
0: Uh, when I say bombshell people, when you listen to this interview, not only was she just effing amazing to talk to, oh my but god, she just gives you some really unique and amazing details about shows like Outsiders and Walking Dead, and so and a few other things that really were amazing. But again, she does divulge a piece of information about Outsiders that
1: answers a lot of questions it that we've It really been
0: is going to quail a lot of your suspicions, theories, and give you some insight that was completely unknown. As many actors as we've spoken to, and this and that or so on, this is really surprising we found this out now.
1: Yeah. Uh, never would have guessed it or anything, but she's real genuine, and we couldn't thank her enough for So, So,
0: um, if you're listening to this, the chances are you'll also notice on our podcast that we have produced a... Interview with Miss Rosemary Rodriguez, who was the director for Outsiders last season, um, has potential to do it again, as well as does Walking Dead, Sneaky Pete, and several other amazing shows. So check this out to listen in for those little tidbits and more. But as for this show, um, Cash, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. This episode... I was good, but had a lot of details that really bothered me.
1: Man, right. I think that's the best way to put it. It was like a six with the potential to be like an eight or nine just because they missed on so many fundamental things that we always look at.
0: Yeah, you know, and so I'm really, you know, we are very detailed and we usually don't hold our punches, but there were several little things here. I was like, really? That was what, how I was that written? Or that's how I was used an example? Or that's what we decided to go with? And like, I, I'm not quit Keep referencing to you know our interview with Rosemary, you know, and of course we learned there's so many different levels and people who are involved and stuff, and they're all good at what they do. But this episode definitely had some issues. But it also this episode also touched on a lot of things that are hot topics. And I'm gonna give credit to Stephen Dingler, you know, we call it Dutch whatever, and he bring brought it up to us on social media talking about how. Um, the episode was very artistic to the point that it hit the hot topics such as, you know, um, you know, abortion, clinics being closed. It, talk, it talks about, um, you know, the troubles of people like, you know, housing markets, the prices of homes, you know, health care, cost of health care. I mean,
1: insurance, it, insurance
0: just... things, uh, corporation takeovers, land takeovers, you know, for for goals, for, you know, I mean, just the show hit on all cylinders when it came to the hot topics of, you know, society today. I mean,
1: two weeks in a row, really, because, I mean, we had Big foster scene, which, I mean, that's a hot topic issue as well.
0: Exactly. And and then, of course, you know, incarceration of somebody who's obviously should not be in this same prison. So yes. realistically, you can almost say the entire storyline. So, <laughs> uh, Kudos to you, Stephen. Really, really appreciate you throwing that information out there. You know, your opinion is always welcome, sometimes abrasive, but always welcome. Um, You know, but that's, hey, you call it like it is, and that's what we like, and that's the way we feel we are, and so that's how we're going to rock. So uh, I say we dive into the episode and talk about, I think the biggest thing, which was, of course, one of the biggest actors, is that big foster David Morris, and his return, and how this episode was going to deal with his return. Got to say, completely surprised to have the goody two shoes or i mean i i'm the good guy now I hate
1: to say it, but i mean just neutered in a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean um, do you think he's changed i mean i think that's the real big question is are we believing what he's actually cooking or is this kind of all of a big facade
0: i am not scooping what he's pooping uh, initially here's here's my deal this was one of the things i felt like was either a missed opportunity okay. or misuse of manipulation which he has been good at or they just haven't dropped this bomb yet. So it's one of those three things. Which I know that's convoluted here. Here's the deal: when David Morris' character, Big Foster, comes out and goes ahead and tells people, "I killed my mother. I did these things. I deserve banishment." I was waiting vanishes, for the butt bomb
1: the entire time. I
0: was waiting as soon as he said, "You know,"
1: just came out. With, I killed my mother. That right. Like,
0: and so when she said banishment, the whole time he had that look, and I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking of my back t- the whole time in the back pocket, he's like. I just told you I became Brennan in, impurely, mm-hmm. and I know I have a hole in my chest right now because of you Gwen, and I can tell people you were poisoning to kill me, and now you're the Brennan, so you are just as impure to get where you are. And so in my mind, I was looking at him going, okay, what he's telling you is is that I'm not afraid to tell everybody that I did wrong to where I am, but if you banish me. Everybody's going to know you did wrong to get where you got. But that was not used. It was not referenced. It was not even hinted at. Nope. And I was really, really surprised.
1: Well, as the episode, I was super surprised at it from the beginning because, like I said, I was waiting for that butt bomb. But as the episode went along, and especially after he met the Kenna, I think it slowly started to dawn on him like, if I go out and I ruin Gwen, who's going to be Brennan? We have no, because there's no way I'm getting it back. So, who's going to end up taking this lead? And he saw that there's a way, very slight, that the Kennan could end up taking control of the ferals, And there was no way that he could allow that.
0: And I'm with you. And so, that, like I said, that scene, that episode, the butt bomb was the total miss. Yes. You know, but...
1: It worked it, out being a It miss. ended
0: up working out, but you have to admit, 95% of the people have to be like, Really? I mean, 95? Give, I mean, I think it's you, like 99.9. You know, you give up your guns. You're doing all these and things. And the guns is where
1: I realized I don't think that this is a facade, and I think I can believe them.
0: And, and that was kind of the culmination, mm-hmm. is that, yes, there is that whole this is your turning point of the character. But is it... Is it too little, too late? Is it that kind of situation? Of course they answer the question, but well, realistically would you really let this guy back in considering that everybody's looking at you cross eyed, Hassel's giving you a hard time, even Craig, all these other characters are like really, really, really I well, mean
1: And the huge problem is, is he's you know turning a new leaf. I'm um, led to believe this and everything, and Gwen's keeping him because she knows he can be the old big Foster, the one that raises raises hell and wants to shoot guns and everything. That's not a good reason to keep him. You know, because she's like, you know, everyone can play their part, yada, yada, yada. You don't want him going back to that part because that's when the butt bomb could come in. And that's when...
0: Yeah, and I, I struggled with the whole thing of, well, if I banish him, I look like the bad guy. No, to no, me, if anything... You I look strong. The, I think you look strong for enforcing what you should be doing considering what kind of havoc he he brought to this clan. And, you know, I mean, he killed and murdered someone. He killed his own mother, who was the Brennan, and so on. Is there even a question of why we're allowing this? You know, and unfortunately, I think it's one of those things where the writers wrote themselves in a hole where, okay, wait a minute. We did a good job of disguising that he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He, we brought him back in this epic episode of banjo-loving rape and, you know, with afterbirth soup and everything else. And, oh, God, that soup. Yeah. I mean, the soup off.
1: is almost as, I mean, no. Yes. No, I don't want to trivialize it or anything, yeah. but.
0: Oh. So the bottom line is is that we do all, we do all that stuff. But when we bring him back up here, okay, we've invested in this character. He is a, a great actor. He is epic for the show, da 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 da. But you've written into this situation where you made him so awful and with the things he done in Law States You Should Be Gone, it just feels like maybe this was a little too easy. For him to be allowed back. I mean, look, Asa took multiple episodes to be allowed to be considered back into the town. And he did and he so struggled. much
1: for the clan. Like, right. He did and everything he could for the clan. And Big so Foster.
0: One episode, and he's all of a sudden he's allowed to back to stay. Yes.
1: Know? And I mean, it's not like he really did anything for the clan. He just didn't hurt him.
0: Right. He's just trying to show that he's turned a leaf, you know. And so that right there was a struggle for me is that, mm, okay, Asa left. That was it. Mm hmm. Big Foster destroyed havoc, murder, the whole nine yards. I mean he's one episode a, later. He's got usefulness.
1: I mean, he's what put us into this predicament. You know, going down, raiding, shooting Brees. I mean, there's a lot that he's caused to harm the clan
0: and Asa, like we said, didn't right. really harm it. So I'm not gonna beat that to death, but I did feel like that was a Big miss. It was kind of a big miss. You know, the acting was great. I think the writing is solid with a lot of parts of that stuff, but it just, it's one of those times I rarely say this needed to be drawn out a little bit more to make it more plausible. And so th- it's unfortunate. You know, even in his return, we get the we get the encounters with Akenna, and Morgard, and so on. And um, did you feel tense when we uh, got back to his house and everything? We see all of this stuff burning. Oh, the burnt radio and jacked up stuff. Oh yeah, uh, that was somewhat comical to me. Um, I don't know, because I, d- I just never felt like he was going to go off
1: on them or anything. And I, I don't know if that's because I thought he was turning the leaf, or just the fact that the Morgon is so good. At diffusing situations,
0: you know, we say diffusing situations, or are we trying to gain trust with manipulation? Or kind are of we, the same thing. You no. know, I mean, I'm with that. I'm gonna be honest with you, and th- th- I love to throw social media posts into these, you know, comments into here, and I want to give kudos to Tracy Huns. She put on there. Does anybody else have trouble understanding Morgan and the people and Sister Amen? Because I swear I have to pause, rewind, re-listen, and heck, I'm almost to the point of putting CC up there, and to understand what is being said, and this bothers me.
1: It doesn't bother me. I can listen to her broken language, however she wants to say it. I'm in love. Like, I'm just like in a trance. Oh, my
0: Jesus. You hadn't heard a word she said. I haven't heard a single thing. All you see is that on your lips, and you're like a wounded puppy. Oh, man, the accent and everything. Jesus. I'm
1: there. I'm laughing at the TV. (sighs)
0: here, you need a bib for that? Boy. Yeah, uh, I got a little hoodie. Oh, just got picking
1: it up right now.
0: But yes, uh, Tracy, I'm with you. The girl, it's very hard. She speaks at a low tone. Um, and yes, I've had to rewind several times. And so I've struggled with that. And I don't think that's a flaw of the show. I just think that's part of the character and who that person mm-hmm. is. And you have to work at it. But yes, I do struggle with that. But, I mean, so. I also do watch with CC. So yeah, well, there you go. So, um, So, you know, we go back to the whole touching thing, you know, touch Gwen. And they make a point in this episode to really show her touching her Mm -hmm. and do these things. Um,
1: But also, I'll go back to, like, when Big Foster gets there, you know, she gets out of his house and everything. And then after he's gone back in, the camera lingers on her. And she's got that smile again, just like after the water scene. And so, like, it just keeps me thinking... What is what's her end goal?
0: Right now, I'm going to throw a fan theory in there, and one of the things, well, a theory or a question per se that was asked us to talk about was is that, of course, the question pops up is where are the children? Where are the men? All that kind of stuff. But if you remember before in the first episode when the Kennen were introduced they have this little ritual there and they, they take the blood and they put it on their lip. And now we've learned that this is blood mountain. And so we're getting some associations with blood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, was the question posed, Was there a possibility that there was a sacrifice there and that blood was fresh as part a means of their witch or their sorcery or whatever, that they're they're about to invade into an area or so on. Where do you feel about that?
1: Well, I hate to say that I did this, but I did watch the uh, Outsiders thing on Facebook, their little TV show that they did today. And this exact question was brought up to Peter Tolan, you know, one of the main writers and everything. And he said, that's a great question. I'm not even sure if we've thought about what happened to the uh, male babies. So it's really wow. hard. That's, yeah.
0: That's kind of like a, I don't know if I like that or don't.
1: Like he said it's a great question and everything, but it, they might not have even thought Do about it. you feel
0: like it. he was deflecting or he really didn't have an answer?
1: Well, it was like, I can't answer it. But then like that portion of it, like what actually happens to the male babies, I don't know if we've actually thought about it, but there is something that happens with the children and everything. So it's just really tough to say. Yes. <laughs> I mean I, I it was on the uh little question thing, so
0: uh, okay. Well I just it's something I, I was thinking about pretty hard. And yeah, I was, like
1: I mean I wanted to throw out a theory and stuff, but why if uh, right. that's coming straight right, from the writers.
0: Right. right. And so on. Um, during one of the scenes, um Big Foster is revealed that Asa has is dead. And yes. It is a shock to him.
1: And it hits him really hard. It does. I, I expected this for some reason. I was like, because they just had such a weird relationship. Yes, and like I loved always seeing them interact with each other because it felt like two great actors going back and forth. And like when it hit him, and he was like, "He's dead." No, go show me. I need to go see his grave and everything. And even Philip, who, uh, yeah, he was like, "Why? Like why?" Okay, and they yeah, take so him. So they take
0: him there. And of course, they had this grave site, and. There's some conversation and so on. And then, what I consider the bombshell of the episode is be careful what you say about my son as no, he walks away. My boy. My boy. My and boy. so. Not his son. That's right. He said, my boy. Yeah. And this immediately lights up social media boards. This goes everywhere. My wife dropped her jaw. I looked at her and go, rewind that. We have to re examine that. <laughs> and. I don't are think, we to assume that this means that ASA was possibly his son
1: I think we are to assume it, but I don't think it's true because I mean he always ASA always called him cousin he called ASA cousin you know I don't I think it's just like you know it's one of my friends you know it's my boy I don't think that he was actually his father
0: well what are we to say that possibly that he is but it wasn't a known fact
1: I mean it would have to be. I think then he would have given ASA more of a chance, like I mean I don't see any way that he just writes off ASA, but I mean, maybe he does because he didn't like Little Foster that much, but man, it's hard for me to think that he was actually his son. Now, maybe he was a bastard son, you know yep. I mean that's I a possibility.
0: Mean, I mean, we could be talking Game of Thronesque. Yes, um you know, he could be a snow <laughs> ASA snow. Um, I'll give you that um, Jonathan Goodwin said okay let's examine this Asa is Big Foster's son however that does not explain who Foster number 7 is
1: no because Asa's I would say barely any older than Little Foster and he wouldn't have been old enough to where it explains him being 7 and then Foster being 8 because like the age gap isn't so soon that they just written off Asa
0: do we think there's a potential that he was given the name Asa instead of Foster because of some bad situation?
1: No, I mean, it would only have to be like bastard S just because, like because even after he left, like Asa didn't leave until he was like, what, 18 or something? And he's not that much older than little Foster. So like, there's just no way for him to, that gap to be filled in my mind. All right. You know what I'm saying? I, I,
0: I hear you. I hear you. Me personally, uh, I don't. If Asa is a son of Big Foster, um, I don't see the probative value of that now.
1: It changes the relationships too much.
0: It does, but it also, once you've killed the character off,
1: What's why the point? is that important now? Yeah
0: why why bring that up as a revelation why create something so i'm very curious to see where they're going with that or if it's just another way to spike interest or create the possible delusion or whatever that he's still going to be a character on the show in some capacity
1: it just really confuses everything but i will say he had one of the nicest graves i've ever seen
0: yeah now there was a there was a joke out there that i cannot remember um, I wish I had parked the name down that said, you know, uh, the grave site was small, like it was just a one arm deal. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, come on people. Oh, <laughs> I mean, too soon, you know, I was like, really? I mean, he just, it's fresh. Yeah. The grave site's fresh. Give me a break.
1: The arm's literally fresh.
0: Yeah. Um, so on. So, um, there were some other theories I wanted to sneak in here right about this time is, is that, um, Susan Moore LaWelling uh, had multiple theories we'll talk about tonight, but one of the cool ones was: Is it possible that Little Foster had a twin, and that could explain six and seven? No, seven number and seven, seven eight. didn't make it, and it's just never been a known situation. Or the possibility the twin could reprise later on. Mm, I mean, if he's still alive,
1: I can see it. Could you see
0: Ryan Hirsch doing double duty, like an Eddie Murphy movie, where he's playing multiple characters of himself?
1: God, I hope not.
0: Me, I hope not either. Um, to me, it could be a revelation that there was somebody who died at birth, or... But
1: then why are you naming them seven and immediately going to eight? You know,
0: well, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I, that's what I'm saying, like, there's... I think there's a point, like... There's a reason we said my boy. There's a reason he said my paw is eight and I'm number six, mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa, you know. There's a reason for everything, you know, and it's like a, just another breadcrumb for people to gnaw on and realize they'll never be satisfied until they get the entire sandwich or cracker, whatever you want to call it. And so I, I think that's one of the things they're doing to just make people just like salivate over. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. And it's a, it's a testament to the writing.
1: Yes. Well, and part of the weird part is. Is I think seven, I don't think we've met seven yet per se, but it's going to be the age gap. Like, how old is this person going to be? Because Ryan Hurst doesn't look that much younger than David Morris. Like, I mean, what would you say, like 20 years?
0: Yes. I mean, and so, like, David, these, Mur- David Morris's character, Big Foster, in my opinion, looks like early to mid 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Foster character looks like he's in his 30s. 30s.
1: And so like I mean for this person to have been cast cast off and everything has to take at least 10 years in my mind. So it's I possible. mean you know we're looking at someone 10 to 15 years older than
0: Ryan Hurst the little Foster. Well like I said if it's a twin that was born 2 minutes before he was
1: But, like, the naming thing just doesn't fit to me because, like, you don't... Yeah,
0: I mean, you wouldn't name... Like, you pass it Back-to-back children. You would would have to be a separation. I I see where you're going with that. Um, Only time will tell. It really was. If if even addressed. I mean, I hope
1: it is because this is a great storyline.
0: Right. There's no doubt. And there's no doubt. So we we see the Kenna a lot in the situation in Morgan and there's, she's intermingled and we're giving advice back and forth and so on. And even with no makeup, the woman is very attractive and does the part very well. Um, and again, strict manipulation, giving advice that is indecisive or makes a person question their own mm-hmm. situations. And, uh, there were several conversations we had on social media about that. And my my take on this is, is that, you know, cr- creating a house that is divided is easier to conquer or plunder from. Oh, absolutely. And, and, I mean, and that's and almost so rule number one. I am strong in favor of this. Um, I am a firm believer that there is nothing positive or redeeming about this group. There's too much myster- mystery. Just trickery. They, like, I mean, you yeah. feel like you're being tricked every time they're yeah, on camera. and then, of course – Big Foster coming out with the uh, you know his scary stories times loved it you know about the, you know the dark side and the blood mountain and this stuff and then these are again more clues to the mystery of the mountain and now we know it's blood mountain and we correlate that with them putting blood on their lips um there's, so we're getting the connection of dots and they're unveiling all this slowly but surely and I think it's being well executed from that point. And so I'm very curious how much we're going to go into this before some of that is completely unrevealed or unraveled, per se. And
1: part one of my questions to you is: Do you think Gwen is actually being manipulated and fooled, or are we led to believe that from past episodes and everything that she's smart enough to kind of see through all this deception?
0: Personally, I think she's very, uh, she's written in as a very passive leader, and she only acts with firmness when she has an audience.
1: I would say a passive but firm leader somehow. Like, I don't know yeah. how those two things really connect because when she makes a decision, she's like, Hey, this is my decision.
0: Right. Well, every time she makes a decision, she has to prove her point. hmm. Because she doesn't feel confident in what she's doing, or so on. Well, because it
1: doesn't necessarily, it's not, she's never making the popular decision. You know, she's making, yeah, or she's
0: not making a decision at all, which is not popular. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, like I said, unfortunately, one of our predictions we said in the preview was is that Gwen was going to struggle as a leader or make some a bad choice or multiple. And it's looking like multiple. It's, she's not coming off as the strong leader. And I really wonder if they're going to attack the whole impurity thing. And is it going to become knowledge that she was trying to poison and kill Big Foster?
1: I don't think that's ever going to get brought up, to be honest with you. Well,
0: If they don't, then it's a waste.
1: I just don't see the point of doing it at this point. Because I don't think Big Foster really wants to be Brennan right now. I don't either. And I don't see anyone else that we can promote to Brennan at this current
0: point. I am ready to put the political poster out right now, Crake for Brennan um <laughs> uh, love the guy way to go mark Roo-roo for you Bubba.
1: I mean let's just join in with Sharn and bring both of them can we have oh, a dual yeah. Brennan there
0: you go when well, you got you know you got the prez the Brennan and first wife there yeah. you go um that would be awesome so let's let's shuffle down to Hassel you know he's still in the mix here on the mountain and stuff and he great and acting he, this episode he does. He's showing a lot of heartfelt. Mm-hmm. He's putting out the the emotional stick of you know, I trust you. Need you to trust me. That kind of stuff. Um, he's relaying information um, about what's going on, what they found, the fence, and so on. And boom, Brian Lyles brings out a notice point I completely missed. Okay, did we notice? He says the fence is backwards.
1: I, uh, I don't think so, because it looked like... The fence had it oh, bent down towards the town. It did have it bent towards the so town, so they could easily... it easy for you to get out. But wow. But it would
0: be a heck of a time to get back in. Do you yeah. Notice? I sat there, and I was like, Well, I, look, I looked
1: at it, and I noticed it, and I was like, okay, so we're just going to throw a rug on this. But I didn't realize that it was actually backwards like that, because right. you wanted to be harder for them to get out than for you. Wow, good job. Great notice. Way
0: to go. You know I mean? That right there was like ding, 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 ding. So so I've thought about it for a little while, and I was like, well, wasn't there a time when the new leader of, you know, the governor appointee said that the goal is to keep people from going up on that mountain? We're going to stay off that mountain. Did he make that comment, or was it to keep them from coming down off the mountain? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I
1: think it's both. So, like, I mean, either way. So, people,
0: I thought about that. So, people, somebody could make the argument that the fence is pointing in the right direction because you don't want anybody from the town going up there.
1: And as Gwen said, we're not locked up here.
0: They're trapped down there. Yeah. So, that statement represents the fence pointing the way it does. So, it, I tell you what, I think it's more about your point of view, view, your perception of events and what you think has been. Personally, I'm with Brian. I think the fence should be pointing the other way. You know, you don't want them down there.
1: Yeah. But also, do you think this fence is too high up the mountain?
0: You know, because we know. I have no idea where this fence is on this mountain. I have no idea how the fence was created without them knowing it. I have no idea how these giant red steel barriers that look like they weigh a thousand pounds each were dropped where they were without leaving ruts or damaged ground or hearing a crane drop them off or
1: i mean i have a lot of problems with this and i've realized that you can't really go into it on the show but man i mean it just yeah just uh, because like this fence wasn't here the last time we saw the red balls and so now like you said it just magically appeared
0: you know i mean so i i don't know i i don't You know, like I said, this could be at the base of the mountain and it's a a big deal. Well, I mean, it looks
1: a little bit higher up than the base of the mountain because Hassel's like, hey, you know, we're missing out on possibly some fishing Possibly some hunting.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he, like I said, they characterized some different areas, you know. So, I mean. His, it, you know, the fishing hole and the old woods for deer. And I thought that was cool. And plus, the guy did have to take a four-wheeler to get there because it's so far away. Yeah. So, that right there could leave you to the effect of you wouldn't be able to know this fence was being created, thus being so far away. So, it does give it some plausibility. I'm not going to beat it to death. It just it did kind of stun me to have such... I don't know, a giant, a mass of construction. Yes, and then we've got
1: construction going on right below the fence. Exactly. All we know about this fence is it's below halfway, because right. that's where Ace is buried. There you go. Outside of that, there's no telling.
0: So we ha- we have the situation where the four wheeler has been confiscated. We have this what looks to be a small construction site, and we mosey on up with. Um,
1: we say a small construction site, but according to last season, this is about four million dollars worth of construction. Equipment. Yeah, really, epic. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so Hassel and his two compadres roll up and open unlock un- unlock gate, um, which sounds this mini alarm like the one you would be able to buy Rich. at Harbor Freight um, for ten ninety nine. I'm not
1: saying I've broken into a lot of construction sites or anything, but I've never lifted a gate, like a little bar right there where an alarm goes off.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was kind of different, you know. I'm not going to beat it to death, but, you know. And so then we see three armed security guards in uniform come out. One uh, at a time. A little separated. And they're running out there towards them. And this was.
1: Hands down the worst fight scene we've ever seen on the show.
0: (sighs) This was my. I really, really struggled with this whole fight. Because bottom line, it's like. What looked to be, should have been, in my opinion, a good little brawl, exchanging licks... Uh, don't get me wrong. Now I think Hassel probably would. His be choreography him. was really it was good. good. Now I mean, like him attacking him, knocking the gun away, um, you know, and doing all he did, completely plausible because we've seen his skills before. We know what he has. He's bringing to the table. We even have pictures and previews of him being possibly a street or cage fighter later on. So all that stuff is set in your mind. But our two compadres that are with him,
1: Mister, I lost my uh, four wheeler yeah, because um,
0: you know. Got to the the tire tube hanging around the midsection, <laughs> and the young guy. Um, these guys walk out there like they're Steven Seagal
1: and Stone, Steve Stone Cold
0: Steve Austin and just, you know, doing haymakers and getting Not, not about even it. like a haymaker, like the little yeah. tubby top was just uh, like, Ugh. you know, and these guys are taking licks like, you know, they're dropping cinder blocks on them. And I was just like, really? I mean, really? I really can't. Really struggled with that part. I know that it's ticky, but Absolutely. It's like three all three guys walked that in gotten. there and just didn't matter. I mean, when you just walk up like you're that cocky and just throw one punch, the guy takes it and goes to a knee, and then you just start brawling. I was Against like, people with guns. I mean, yes. Now, don't get me wrong. You're walking up unarmed, and you're not supposed to shoot somebody who's unarmed. I totally get that. But considering the high tension of this situation, these are intruders. You're armed. You're telling them to stop. Somebody could have shot at least one round off, yeah. even if they missed. But also, like, why don't they have tasers? I guess I, I don't know. But you know, and I'm not even going to beat that up. Is that you know, I'm okay they didn't shoot. I'm okay they didn't have a taser like that. But give me a fight scene where a guy gets at least one punch in. Yeah, Get, you know, something where it's not a complete beatdown of three super predators. Or at know? least
1: let them all come running in and not like walk right. in like it's a wrestling
0: match. Right, and of course they hop on a four wheeler. All three of them get on it and drive away, and they're all these guys are laying on the ground like they are on the way to the ER. Uh, <laughs> shortly after, like
1: Lil Foster just took out their kneecaps with one yes. swift kick.
0: I mean, um, it, it was a it tough just, watch. It just kind of came out flat for me. It really did. I, I liked I liked Hassel and his moves. I liked you know getting on the floor with her and you know going off. I thought all that was really cool, uh, but the two guys with them, yeah, that was. A touch much for me, so I'm not. Almost gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna move on, um, and so that's kind of most of the dealings with your mountain folks. Um, the next big thing I would say is the Sally Ann storyline, getting her back.
1: Absolutely, because um, we did miss her last week. We
0: sure did. You know, um, Christina Jackson, amazing actress, and so I'm gonna say that. Okay, so now we're to the point where we have considered the idea of terminating the pregnancy. And well, as, and also we got uh, her brother back, who we did. Yes, Tariclo, awesome to see him back on screen. Um, another fantastic actor. <laughs> and if you haven't heard us talk to this guy, down to earth, genuine, amazing. Look at, we did an interview with him last season. Just a, you phenomenal. go back and listen to it. Phenomenal. Um, so the whole situation is that she's devised a plan. She's going to visit the clinic. The clinic is evidently a good clip away. Um, it seems like like four hours or something. I mean, hours. it was a long drive. It, it seems like a heavy long drive. So, and we visit the clinic and we get the understanding that there are options. I thought it was a good that the clinic showed you that there was a state law where you have to give them information. You have to give them 24 hours after a consultation. You have to go through a physical. I thought that was good because you're giving information out there that is accurate to the point, And, communicate something subtly that people need to understand. It is a situation and it is a hot topic of society today. You know, know, Cash and I and Bleed TV, we don't do the politics side of it, but it is part of society. It is something and everybody has an opinion on it. And this is giving out information that, a lot of people do, might not have known Might about not it. know, and that not it's not pointing in one direction or the other. It's just good information. And so I want to give kudos to the writers of the show, and the way it was filmed is a way of presenting information, showing you, and subtly giving something it was a hot topic. Kudos there. Um, you know, And it was kind of mind-blowing. An $800 Look, pill. Yeah, I like, mean, true. I've...
1: I've yeah. heard people, like, joke about them and stuff and be like, oh, it's like $300 or something, and now it's just $800? What? Wow.
0: You know, um, but that could be an inflated price. It could be a situation where you are. It could be because you're on the only clinic Yep. From 200 miles. That was also brought up that, you know, it's very hard to even find a yeah, know, I mean, clinic. Well, you, know. you
1: might be able to get to St. Louis or Ohio. What? Yeah. That's a,
0: that's a heck of a clip there, too. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of stuff was brought up as well. So that's another little tidbit. Uh, so though, you know, that kind of stuff was amazing that they were able to sneak that in there, you know, and make it subtle and give them information. So again, I want to kudos to that.
1: And they've always done a great job of doing this on their Absolutely.
0: show. Absolutely. So she comes back. It's obvious she didn't make her five o'clock deadline. No. And uh, brother is not happy and it basically exposes her because he sees the pregnancy test and that's that's a bad situation
1: not good at all um, and uh instead of handling it correctly in my opinion stuff you know the screaming and shouting and she did the only thing that she really could have and just restarted the car and drove off
0: drove away yeah i mean it's simple as walking away but you're in the car so now uh, i don't have a, I, I think all that was good you know don't come back you know which worries me that means i might not get to see three little more which is concerning to me um well, and this
1: kind of goes, I hate to go back to the fight scene and stuff, but, you know, I don't know what they're working on, but why isn't any of the characters that we know over there working? Is it because they're not doing cold work? Or are they, like, what do you... Well, mean? you
0: know, if you remember season one, a lot of the actors were talking about that there's no jobs, and mm-hmm. struggling, you know, this that are so on. And so, like you said, he's sitting there with a beer. That was, that's his character. Yeah. And he ain't got much working on, much going on. Well, I'm
1: saying like there's work going up on the mountain. But so, like, why isn't he one of those people on there working?
0: I don't know. You know, they have you know the storylines have expanded so much. I guess we're just not revisiting that part of it. And I don't think it's as integral as it was when the first season popped up. Is that you needed to understand why they were there and what it brings to the town and why that was a dynamic? Now it's not that. Oh, now it's about safety. So, well, I mean, and
1: I agree about that. I'm just trying to figure out what work is being done because there's work being done on the mountain right now. And if it's not coal work, what is I think
0: it? it's just the fencing and blocking roads off and creating a perimeter for people to feel safe so that the governor is keeping his vote Okay. and, and everything else. So. No, I mean,
1: I can see that. Like, I mean, I just felt like some of the equipment up there was doing more into the land than necessarily building a fence. But, I mean, it could very well just be them building fences right now. Absolutely. So,
0: the next scene, I... Didn't know what to think. Now, an episode or two we talked about needing brain bleach after watching a scene of We're finding the foster a lot of uses being. for bleach. Yeah, and that was one of the comments was is that uh, Danika Washington put out there was found a new purpose for bleach tonight. Um, no, um, the idea. My wife is in the medical field, and she told me. What would happen to you if you drank bleach? Hit us with the facts. And that right there would be one of the most horrific, painful, god awful ways to end your life. Um, would it take a lot? Uh, it would. It would. Uh, you are poisoning yourself with a very, very potent thing. But it's still, it's something that would take time. You would be in agony. Ooh. Uh, with uh, the the pain and everything, it would be a slow, miserable, horrible. Yeah, no, That is not the way to go. Um, you know, and then you hear about these awful accidents where people leave bleach out, um, you know, and what it does, it burns you and everything like that. So digest it to burn your insides. Could you imagine? I don't want to. I mean, so, you know, come on. Come on, people. That I thought, me personally, I thought like, There's no way that bleach is what you come up with as a possible suicide method. No. I mean, I actually got on the internet and I was like, person kills self with bleach. You get very few search results, (laughs) okay? You know, it's just not something that people go, hmm, that's a good idea. You know what? I'm going to write my note and grab bleach. No. Um, It's just, I thought that was a very...
1: Especially since we see, like, a lot more plausible one of driving in a speeding car towards trees.
0: Exactly. You know, that right there, yes. Uh, 100% You know, feel that that is a, something that is very plausible. Um, the bleach thing, I was just shaking my head at. I was just like, yeah. And there were so many people on social media that were like, really? Well, I really? Mean, I'm throwing the bleach away right now. Yeah,
1: well, I, like, I've never tried to drink bleach or even really try to smell it too much, but, like... Something that tastes bad, you have a hard time drinking. and like
0: Just take the cap off and get a good sniff. Yeah. Your nose will be hurting you. Like
1: It's not going to be the easiest thing like, in the world to yeah. drink.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And what do you call it? The, the time it would take. I yeah. mean, they would come in there and pump your stomach. I'm not even going to go into detail. It's disturbing. Anyway, so... We it leads to her, and I know this is toward the end of the episode, but we can finish out this day, where she starts driving, she's crying, she's emotional, she's in a, re- in a really tough place now, her brother's like, don't come back, she's pregnant with the child of the person she told, go away, I don't want to see you anymore, um, and this is something, you know, hey, I mean, realistically, you could say, like, any teen pregnancy or a young adult person's pregnancy, da these are real emotions that are common and are dealt Very with traumatic experience. And traumatic experience. And so she speeds up, takes her seatbelt off, and looks like she's going to take this tree on.
1: Well, and I love the fact that she ended up unbuckling the seatbelt.
0: Yeah. You know, that's forethought. I mean, that's, you know, premeditation, whatever you want to call it. And I could see so many people forgetting that. Yeah. And so that's a detail the writer oh, didn't miss. I would have on. gotten
1: away with it too if it wasn't for this blasted seat, though. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you've never seen the movie, which is a comedy called Short Time, um, oh my gosh, it's about a, a police officer who goes to the doctor to get a physical and a bus driver's getting a physical and he's done some drugs and so he swaps their urine samples so he'll pass the drug test to keep his bus license <laughs> and the officer finds out that he's got this genetic disorder that's you know does whatever that's going on, he's got a very short amount of time to live And the bus driver was the person who actually had it. And so the only way that his son can get benefits and be able to go to college and all like that is if you die on the job and can't die from natural causes. Oh, no. And so he goes into this hero mode of I've got to do whatever I can to die heroically or just die (laughs) in the line of duty and goes after all these crazy people and does all these stunts thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to get to die and and he'll get his benefits. And it's just absolutely hilarious. I mean, over the top, hilarious. And so – it's it's like late 80s, early 90s movie too. It's I can't believe I brought it up on pod, but uh, give it a shot if you needed a good a classic comedy. Um, but she goes with this tree so fast, you know, speeds up, looks like she gets almost 60 mile an hour. Yeah, we get the ramped up speedometer and then we get like the side camera view of which she's
1: going through the small little brush and it's just like, do 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 So she
0: swerves at the last second and goes through what looks to be 100 feet of brush, uh, doesn't cl- touch another tree. There's no damage to the front of the car, um, which I was okay with all that. I really was. You know, I didn't want her to be hit something and cause no. damage. Or I mean, like I was that. on the edge of I my didn't want to because... have that deal. I thought it was a good, suspenseful moment, you know. And I, But you know, one of those things, too, is that I knew she wouldn't actually – I didn't feel like she would follow through with hitting the tree. I, I just didn't see that being – I think the baby – Yeah, we need our sassel baby. Yeah, the the baby, I think it's integral – to the drama of their relationship. So if she were to hit the tree and lose the baby, then their story arc takes a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more
1: than just integral to their story. Like I think this baby is going to be integral to the story.
0: I I agree. I 100% agree. So in my mind, I didn't really feel like there was a threat of this actually happening, but I think they executed the scene pretty well. There was even people on social media that felt like the tree disappeared and it was all mystical. Uh, I think it is, you know, flash of the eye or whatever, you yeah, know, missed a little bit, but that was pretty cool. And then, of course, um, the, the, was a redheaded little girl, you know. Ophelia? Ophelia or something like that, her name, sees her and just happens to be right there and carries her up, you know. Yeah, I mean, you say just happens to be there,
1: but, like, her whole being is kind of mystical. She, she happens to always be. It's here.
0: very coincidental where she is, what she sees, and what's going on. Because,
1: uh-huh. like, I mean, she stole, like, I have quotation marks going around here, but stole the key. From Craig to get it to Asa and everything. And so yeah.
0: and she happens to be in that stretch of woods when she happens to go and swerve this tree and get stopped. I mean, you know, there's a lot of well, not really not even be like at that
1: she went through the fence. Like I mean this is kind of a deal here. This true. That's
0: just true. You know, and if
1: she's taking Sally Ann up to the mountain again, she's gotta get
0: up this fence
1: just pointed the wrong way, or is possibly the true? right way.
0: Well, maybe there's a road they didn't think of. You know, um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, there's some um, plausibility issues there uh, with. Location, timing, and everything else. So I give you that, you know. But hey, this mountain is supposed to be mystical. It's supposed to have spiritual power. People are supposed to have, you know. Oh, abilities. i, mean, I down anything
1: from the mountain, but it's just this person because <laughs> like, I've always questioned if she's really there and stuff. And I mean, I think even Peter Tolan in, in that little outsider thing said, like, she is a real person and everything. So I, I'm interested to see more of this character. Right.
0: Absolutely. So, that's how they finish up with Sally Ann. Uh, the next character is Little Foster. Now, we did the whole head-banging, Metallica, heck yeah. You no, know, um, I'm just kidding. But
1: um, How many head slams are you getting in before you're
0: done? I'm going to go ahead and put down that after the first one. I'm not getting up? I don't know if I'm going to repeat that action. If you even could. I mean, we're talking about... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, though? The scene was plausible all the way through. I didn't have a problem with any of it whatsoever. I thought it was actually dramatic. I thought Ryan Hurst did a really cool I job. I thought you did a great job with it. Um,
1: I, Can we check in for CTE when it's all said and done? Yeah,
0: really. Exactly. Um, you know... Uh, Stunt work was good there. I thought it was cool that you could see the, the whole the the gate and the door shaking and oh, but uh, they, just like his initial the shakes. Intense, was like, the <laughs> intensity was there. Um, so uh, it's just another good example. Of Ryan Hurst bringing it, and um, it was really cool and
1: and a really good fight scene.
0: Right. And so here's another thing is too: is that when they he was laying on the ground, they were going to the infirmary. I was expecting the fight seemed to occur more towards the infirmary. Like after it really he got in the wheelchair me. and stuff. Yeah, it really stunned me that it was his initial action. As soon as the guy got close to him, he took him out. And, yeah, I thought that was cool. And I'll be honest with you. I thought it was the coolest thing is that he grabbed one of the guys and starts dragging him with him. Oh yeah. So like, he grabs like, him by the foot and he's just dragging him like he's like a
1: <laughs> limb or something. Yeah. I mean And I love like the background, like we had all the other inmates, you know, shaking their gates, like
0: Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was like, okay. The the entire you could tell this entire this whole little clip here was well thought out. The the prisoners being involved, creating that sense, that tension, um, the mature numbers. Of the officers get involved, and who has ever seen the strap chair used in a movie or seen this before? I've never. This seen guy that. has not.
1: No, I've never seen this chair. That was another cool
0: element. Where you know, I was
1: expecting him to get drugged or something, but no, they just
0: no, this, the this, the the chair from hell was cool as hell. <laughs> I'm mean, just gonna put it out there. Uh, I really did thought that. Wait, was I don't know if they. I don't be. know
1: if this is really a thing. I mean, I feel like it is, but.
0: Kudos to finding it, using it, brilliant. Yes, it makes me want to go look it up and see if this was something that was is in use today. It has to be. Yes, I mean it has to be, uh, super cool. And the. Were you able to, like, actually catch what he was saying? He was doing some kind of chant. Um, you know, I didn't really catch it. There was a lot of folks on social media who were asking the question. There was not even – the closed caption didn't even give you anything of what he was doing. No, like it didn't, nothing so, even popped up. Like I said, I watched a closed <laughs> caption. There weren't even words. To me, it was like something to keep you calm while you're in a situation of stress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a reliever or whatever. And so I could imagine myself doing something to keep my mind off of why, <laughs> what's happening to me. I'm in a chair strapped yes. to it, you know? so
1: I mean, it's just interesting to hear a character other than the elders speak in this language that they have.
0: Yes. It, it was one of the first times we've, we've seen that for his character. So it's definitely a different dynamic. I'm ready for him to be out of prison. I'm ready for... Free little foster. I am ready for the fugitive... Derailment oh, and yes. get him out of there. Yes. Uh, I want to see this happen sooner than later. Um, so, and I. Please, more fugitive than Fast and Fury 8. Yes. 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 Um, so, really, the last little element here is Stash and his sister. Um, this was yeah. a big turning point for me when it came to the dynamic of the character Stash and his sister because we've always dealt with him as the sheriff, I want to do this, I want to do it right, I want to catch the killer, I want to catch this, this, And for it to turn into the responsible, loving brother, future parent of multiple children, character Stash, was kind of a refreshing. Look,
1: I mean, all we've talked about the last two episodes is how Stash has done nothing but catch L's the entire time. Like, we right. couldn't even root for him. And now we're finally getting the episode to where it's like, Okay, we can root for him. Like, it almost got to the point, you know, when he went to the doctor's, got the Oxycontin, it was like, no, no, no I'll end up taking it. It was like, oh, my God, we're so close to fully rooting for I you, know Stash. It. And then he has that moment in the bathroom where, hey, we finally see Caleb hey, again.
0: you know, the bottom line is, it's like I tell a lot of folks. Your road to success has some speed bumps. The pills were the speed bumps. Yes. Okay. My man Caleb comes to save the day. Great and to see you in the show again, buddy. Absolutely, you know Beth Badone, she was giving the rocks out. You know Caleb saving the day, mm-hmm. and uh, I th- I think that was a monument for most all viewers. They were like, hell yeah! I mean, people lit up social board with the uh, good job, Wade, and I'm over like stash rocks. Yeah, you know, uh, floating pills are better. You know that kind of stuff, and so that was really really cool. Um, and I like that he's you know pushing his sister to. You know, go for treatment. You need I mean, to think about what you I a moment, right there. I it mean. is. You know, and the sad thing is, is that believe it or not, people are in today's society are. It's another hot topic. Is people are choosing to die with dignity.
1: Honestly, I would probably versus
0: going to treatment and and going down that long road that they don't feel will be successful and making themselves a burden upon others. I don't blame her one bit. And I so, mean that
1: hundred and thirty five thousand dollars medical bill.
0: Oh. Uh, Man, let me tell you something. If you could get a visual of my wife as Rambo, she shot so many holes in that damn quote that woman gave. Really? I'm talking, this was one of the biggest snafus of this episode well, in my let, mind. Let's hear it. She went ballistic. She, like I said, works in the medical field. She deals with insurances. She deals with all this stuff like that. And she said that there is absolutely no way on Green Golly Green Girth that woman could quote a price for a non-fully diagnosed pancreatic, pancreatic cancer, cancer for uh for the fact that she doesn't even have insurance paperwork yet because he just got it and hadn't been brought in so you don't even know what your deductible is or what your insurance would actually cover and that that price was so out there in left field that she said that was purely for dramatic effect and had zero i mean like she was like Fashing this quote that was used in the show, that that was completely out of line, illegitimate, and was was a. She was more upset that that puts out the information that it's it puts impossible out to afford yeah. you, know, you like, like like uh, Stash said uh, just destinance. you work for people why don't you just go ahead and pull the trigger yourself and she was over there pumping her fist like Hell, yeah, that's exactly what that is that, you, you can't do that you know that she says that's a negative way to do that and she says if that's actually any what factual on any point of it it's appalling but you know considering she deals with this on a daily basis mm-hmm. that she says you know we're in the Memphis area da, 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 and we have a lot of people who are or uh, low socioeconomic, don't have insurance, do have it, whatever. And it's never been to something like that. And so no, she right. was really upset about the whole situation. I mean, I just so. said
1: that I didn't blame Leto one bit. Like, I would almost be in the same boat to be like, yeah, there's no way I can allow my family to try to spend $135,000. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just that's, Especially that's a, when the housing
1: market, I guess, is that bad. Yeah, that's a... Buy, buy, buy in this yeah. housing market. <laughs> yeah,
0: housing market. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, what's her name, uh, Jessica shows put on, uh, on on the social media. I'll give her props here. The realtor price of the house made her want to cry. And, yeah, I, mean, uh, I said, she said, my man stash just can't can't stop getting beat down. You know, in her words,
1: no, because I mean, like that's a nice house. I mean, I, I would say, yeah. and. 15,000. 15
0: to 18,000. How about Stash's comment? Well, you know, well, Andy Ray had a good good eye. You know, this is good <laughs> tiles, some cabinets. Them cabinets look pretty rough. Oh, well, I mean, like you can they, see the realtor's face, like, oh, sure. Yeah, right, <laughs> sheriff, whatever. Uh, you know.
1: But, like, what, what cabinets are they getting to where he's going to spend, like, three to four thousand and up it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I mean, mean the the cabinets are a third of the price of
0: the house. I'm put it out there, you know, considering that I've done home construction and we built I built the house the all of that. You're absolutely right. A price to replace all those cabinets there an easy three five six thousand dollars. Even if you get the cheap stuff, you're not going to get your money back. No, you know no. What I mean that's just throwing money into a fire. You know I mean There's a complete waste of time. Oh, we got
1: new cabinets. You can now get something yeah, really, for that's
0: great. So we're buying the house for the cabinets. Yeah, let's <laughs> think about that. So yeah, totally. That that was crushing. You know to have something like that because he's out there busting it. Yeah, doing what he's got to do, trying to get cash where he can, and it's just that's. Such a tough thing to have to do. Just demoralizing. Yeah, I really wish Stash could start having more redemptive parts of this. You know, that didn't require him getting bashed down. Yeah, from like- everything. I mean, eighteen thousand dollars for a house. You know, having his sister say, "I'm basically, I'm not doing this," uh, realizing there's no funds in town. And, you know, the only bright sides here are is that, you know, he went to the witch and she just miraculously decided to give him insurance, even yeah. though he was over there like, hey, you're not listening <laughs> to me. Are you ignoring me? Da-da-da-da. I was she like, said, dude, she get right your back foot out of your mouth, you know?
1: And I mean, are we led to believe that she's no longer the witch? Like, is she a good person?
0: You know, and yeah, I just, I, I don't want to go I, I mean, I, I think this is a
1: complete, uh, hey, remember that favor I did for your sister? Yeah. yeah I'm cashing that in, buddy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and that's going to have, that's got some IOUs attached to it. Oh,
1: yeah, about 15,000 IOUs attached to the yeah, back there, end of this there's thing.
0: there's no doubt about that whatsoever. You know, of course, so there's that scene, and and of course, then him throwing the pills away. Now, those two things were really good and redemptive. You know, him showing that he's trying to show restraint and he's taking responsibility. and wants to be a part of that, and so I do. I do like that. Well,
1: even the pulling the trigger thing. Like, I mean, I think this is a very important scene. Just like in social situations, is to understand that that person is just doing their job, and like he like gets angry for a second. It's like, hold on, you're just doing your job. There's nothing positive going to come from me yelling at you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. And you so, know? I mean,
1: he was actually, like you said, you know, we had a lot of redemptive things. And hopefully he can just continue to flush these pills and not get into a situation.
0: Absolutely. Now, we did have a viewer uh, going back to, um, you know, Susan. Um, and multiple people had this, so I want. I want to give her that. Is is that they she has the theory of that p- potentially the Farrell or Kenna or something that or Gwen anybody like that could possibly heal the sister, of old Stash. What are your thoughts on that? Um,
1: just no. I'm gonna
0: go not even no, but absolutely no. How about H E double hockey stick? No. Yeah, like I mean. I don't,
1: I don't want to see it. Sadly, nothing against letter. Like if she, we can get her cured and everything. Absolutely, but just the the fact that the mountain or the kenna, like why would the kenna do it?
0: Well, how about this? Why would he even trust anything they do up there? Considering he's looking for a murder up there. Why would she go up there? A part of this when she does not seek treatment as well as she believes she has a path and a plan from God. And that they and-
1: murdered her husband.
0: I mean, really, I mean, think about this. So, uh, I'm not beating, you know, Susan to death here. I'm no, just like, well, this is a popular, theories. this is a popular theory. I'm using her name as one of the people who brought it up in her theories is that it's just not one I see as even remotely possible Yeah, like, for I mean, multiple I, reasons. I don't
1: see anyone really benefiting from it except for Letta. And even like you just said, she kind of doesn't benefit from it because her whole purpose now is giving up her life to God.
0: Yes, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, basically, let's just go ahead and say this is kind of the the episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to go into a few of the fan theories and comments we got. Um, Again, overall, I thought the episode did a really good job with some things. Uh, overall it was a good episode I enjoyed it it brought some really cool breadcrumbs in there some Easter eggs some different things I, I didn't care for some of the details in some parts of it which is not typical for the show but hey you know that's what that's why it's a TV show you know it's not going to be 100% every single time that's what gives us some humanality and makes it why I enjoy it is that you know
1: and even when it's not necessarily a great episode it's still better than a lot of things that we're seeing oh, on television absolutely
0: absolutely absolutely so let's talk about a couple of the theories and uh, fan comments. Okay, so our, our, our buddies at Whiskey Drinkers is their title. I and mean, it's just hilarious. There we go. Um, they make the comparison. Okay. Stash's wife, mm-hmm. name, Andy Ray. Okay. And Brennan, I mean, Lady, Lady Ray. Ray. Any possibility of being Andy's mother? Um, this is popular. A lot of people are thinking that the wife stash is somehow affiliated with the mountain either in as a pretense or after or something to that effect
1: I mean I think we've kind of talked about this before just because uh, Caleb always wanted to go up on the mountain and kind of being drawn to it so I could see somehow that she is a daughter of the mountain I don't know if necessarily Lady Ray's daughter just because I feel like we would have heard it mentioned that she had lost a kid or something. Well,
0: not only that, if she's Lady Ray's daughter, that also means it's Big Foster's sister. Yes. And, which is kind of like, hmm, you know. So, I'm going to say, gosh, dog, you know. I want to say that when somebody calls you somebody, Andy Ray, makes you want to say, maybe you know how in the South, a lot of women have two names. Mm -hmm. You know. Abby Grace, or you know Jennifer Marie. Or, I mean, they use their wedding uh, name right. a lot and stuff, right? You know, and stuff like that. Or I could possibly see where Andy Ray is her maiden name, and you know, which is still possible. Don't get me wrong, but you know, when you call your wife, it's just like your pet name, like that. You you call middle, you know, your middle name incorporated mm-hmm. with it, you know. Um, but Ray could also just be Lady Ray's first name. It, it, there you go. So, um, you know. I do believe that we are going to get some kind of connection of the mountain and Stash's wife in a unique way. Another theory that was popped up with that. Uh, well, to answer the question of, do I think that Stash's wife, Andy Ray, is Lady Ray's daughter? No, my answer is no. Um, Same here. I think that is just too easy of a coincidence. Um, yeah. to just to say, okay, this share the last name. Obviously, that's what this is. No, uh, I don't. I don't. I think we're better writing than that. Um. You mentioned it a second ago. Somebody said that what about the chances of Asa and Andy Ray possibly being twins, um, which is kind of a step out there, and that this could explain why when Asa was being drawn back to the mountain, we also see Caleb being drawn back up the mountain. Do you think that that could be some kind of correlation?
1: Um, Maybe, but, I mean, we're hinging so much on twins and – we a, don't really know the age difference. Like We don't know how old.
0: Right. Now, this was this was back to Lisa Hamblin. and uh, Lisa hamblin Moreland. I'll give you credit here for the, this theory. Um, I, I'm going to go with, uh, unfortunately, I think that is a bridge way on out there. I'm, I'm not going to say it's too far. I love That's the creativity. Love I it. think the creativity is amazing. Um, I like that the whole Asa being drawn back and Caleb being drawn up the mountain. I love that part of your theory. The whole part of Asa and Andy Ray being twins, I'm struggling with that part of it. Um, you know, there's nothing that gives you a clue or indication or anything from that. So, I'm going to say to be determined Yes, is my best answer or best topic with that situation. Um, but cool, cool-ass theory.
1: I love the theory. I love the creativity. It's very different, but... I think to be determined is the best way to go with it. I feel like it's a cop-out, but we just don't have nearly enough information to try to make something off of that. Absolutely.
0: You know, old one arm there. There's nothing in his past <laughs> that's shown that at all. A little <laughs> shallow <so> grave. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and so on. Um, so, you know, those, those kind of situations and, and everything else. Um, Guys, I want to say one other thing. Um, We don't usually do this very much, but we're really trying to promote the podcast and get it out there. We're really seeking some folks to come back. You know, we've, 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 our viewership, not viewership, listenership has (laughs) increased exponentially. Um, but we really want to try to increase our subscribers and our reviews through iTunes and Stitcher and so on. And just on. the
1: discussions that we have with you all on Facebook
0: and Twitter and stuff. Like, yeah, we love uh, just we're really trying to promote and stuff. And so I really want to put it out there. If you've got a second or two to go to iTunes and just give us a review, it's not difficult uh, at all. Uh, if you have an opportunity to give us a like or a follow – on or subscribe to a podcast feed or anything like that, it makes a huge difference for us. Um, it changes our numbers, dynamics. It gives us better opportunities to expand the show and do more for you guys, give you more content. Try to do more shows. We get requests almost weekly to try another show, and we just don't have you know enough followship on certain shows to be able to justify moving. You know, adding another one, and and we're up to four hosts right now. We want to keep adding. So anything you can do to create extra buzz for us is extremely appreciated. Uh, You have no idea. We're constantly trying to give out shout outs to more and more viewers and fans and people posting comments. And we want to make it where it's almost 100% viewer comment and discuss and really make it where it's a people show um, and put our two cents in there. So if you've got a second again, Hit up iTunes, um, Stitcher. Hit us a review or subscribe to our podcast. It makes a big deal for us, and we really, really appreciate it. And you can always reach us at Bleatv Podcast on Twitter. Um, or we're Facebook. On Facebook, we have T V Podcast. We have the page. Uh, I have a page called Zach Bleed TV. You can befriend me. You can get even quicker, more up to date information. And cash um, is on there as well. So don't hesitate. Or you know, email
1: us at TV podcast at gmail.com.
0: Absolutely. We'd love to email back and forth. I mean, we posted an email we got back from Bifford um, Miller, you know, the actor who plays Craig, and, you know, his compliments and stuff. And we always stay in touch with him. Um, as well as, we've also got some other interviews lined up to head up uh, the next weeks. Um, that we are pretty excited about. Like I said, we've got some of the stunt coordinators that worked with Ryan Hurst. We've got several actresses on the show, actors and actresses, um, lined up. And we've just kind of been holding on a little bit. We want to get a little deeper into the season before we started talking. So we have some more insight, more information. And bring that to you because we freaking love the show and we freaking love you guys listening to us. And so we're always looking forward to it. And Uh, make sure you check out our interview with Rosemary Rodriguez. Yeah, if you're a Walking Dead fan, Outsider fan or just a Rosemary Rodriguez fan, you will extremely enjoy the interview. You, trust me, you have no doubt. But, guys, we're going to call it a night. Um, This is Bleed TV, and this is Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you guys next week.